Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. Welcome to Let's Chit Chat Wellness and Travel. I am Chandria Singleton, health coach and certified radiologic technologist, and I have again an amazing guest in our radiology edition today. We have Raymond Farkerson. He is the director of diagnostic imaging, and we are so happy to have uh, Raymond here today because he's going to talk about the world of radiology from another perspective. I've had technologists on. ART representatives, but this is a director of an imaging center with a long history. Uh, He graduated from Howard University, so that is amazing, but he's experienced in a wide variety of things and also has an amazing uh, business that we're going to talk about at the end, so you want to stay tuned. It's Cool Nerd Connection, so we're going to be talking about all things radiology, but we're also going to be talking about his amazing uh, business that he has that really helps the younger generation. And that is what we're here for. So welcome, Raymond. Uh, Thank you so much, Andrea. It's been my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Please tell us. Now, I gave a bio about you, just just what I know, but I want you to tell us from your own mouth. Tell us how you got into the radiology field, who you are, and what it is that you do. Okay, great. Um, So as you said, my name is Raymond Farquharson. I was born in Jamaica. I left Jamaica after high school and I went to Howard University, did my undergrad in zoology of all things. Um, my hope at the time was to attend medical school as um, most Caribbean immigrants are told they're supposed to go to medical school. But halfway through, or maybe in my junior year, I realized that I had interest elsewhere or I was questioning myself is this really truly what I wanted to do? Or was this more what I was told I'm doing? And so I pursued more of doing research and biology research. And I aligned myself with a advisor, Dr. Winston Anderson, who encouraged me to go to graduate school to do um, genetic engineering and more cell biology, which I did after I graduated. And um, in my first year, I was involved in a project with chemistry the chemistry department um, about developing contrast or dye for a fairly new technology at the time called MRI. And um, so I would be sitting with our technologist at the end of each week where they would be scanning the rats that we have prepped with different contrast concentrations and so on. And I became intrigued um, looking at this these images of um, things I've never seen before, being able to visualize inside these animals and being amazed at, you know, distinguishing the liver from so on and so forth. And I'll skip much of it, but the challenge of having funding for research became real for me at a very young age. And I realized that my success in this program is dependent on someone else funding my program. And I got somewhat discouraged. And um, this interest in this imaging became more of my passion. 
And so without the advent of back then, the internet and being able to Google anyone, I decided I was going to go to New York and find out where I can do this. And so I found two schools in Brooklyn. I applied. One said no. The other one said, we'll take you, one of 12. It was a challenge for them. They made it clear that they were bending in order to accept me, but they did. And I got into radiology school. I went back to, um, to Dr. Anderson and told him I was leaving. He thought I was crazy. I, I guess I was too young enough to, to really um, think through it and be overthinking it, so to speak. So I left. I dumped everything that didn't fit in the car and I drove to New York. And that was more than 30 years ago. Wow. Wow. So I, I picked up a few things in what all you said was, I appreciate that you had a mentor that helped guide you. And that is what you're doing today for others. So, you know, is you're reaching back what was done for you. Um, and also I like, I get a lot of people that ask me, well, which school should I apply to in radiology? But I noticed you said you applied to the two schools that were there in that, in that city or that state you were in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell people, just apply to all of them. Just like you, you just went for it. And I I really think that's what people need to hear is, you know, go for it. You weighed all your options. You didn't make an uneducated, you know, actually it's a very educated decision. You saw a direction that you did not want to be, be put in later on down Mm -hmm. the road and you Mm -hmm. made some choices. So I, I want to, I want to ask you 30 years later, do you have any regrets in what you did? Um, if my wife does not hear this, (laughs) um, that was the maybe one of or the best decision I made, the most pivotal decision I made in my life because it impacted everything else. Yeah. You know, you could say leaving Jamaica and coming to college. Yes, great. But in terms of a career and a path, um, you know, a lot of folks get into imaging many different pathways, family members, um, someone got sick and I have to spend a lot of time in the hospital with grandma. So now I know what a CAT scan is or a PET CT or something, you know, or, you know, someone told me about this. That wasn't my, my journey. Right. But having spent all these years doing this, I have realized that, as you said, mentorship or folks being guided, or if they don't know, what will they do? Because it seems as if, you know, careers are kind of defined sometimes in education where what a successful career looks like, you know, and sometimes when I speak to schools and I speak to students and I said, or even to more so to PTA and, and, and parents, if I told you we could graduate every two years, a civil engineer from your high school, would you take it? Of course they would. Right. If I told you that an x-ray tech would make more than your civil engineer at half the price to go to school, would you still take it? Right. So it's a matter of perspective when educating. And I think sometimes we think it's just the children and the young adults that need educating. All of us need you know, on so many different levels. And listen, image in my world, and maybe most of people in my world, imaging is everything. That's my line. Imaging is everything. But I'm not naive enough to think that it's the only thing. Right. There's much more. But what I think we represent are subject matter where we are able to speak to something that we don't have to Google or research or think. It's as natural. And I can genuinely authentically share with you my own experience and see where it fits for you. 
So what has been your experience in radiology? I know you are a director of radiology, but most directors mm-hmm. that I've worked with in my 20 years in radiology, they've done a lot of different things in radiology. They just didn't go from the classroom to director. <laughs> <laughs> what was your... My journey. Your journey. Right. So after I finished school, I my first job was working evenings because, of course, you get the shifts that the old folks don't. <laughs> they want to go home to their families, right? And so the thing about it is when I was in x-ray school, I started teaching. Um, even while I was in school, I was teaching certain classes because it became evident that, you know, biology and cell biology and radiation biology were things that I was decent to good at. Because I taught this in grad school, so it was an easier thing for me to do. So once I started working in the evenings, I would teach from two to four, because the hospital and the school owned the school. So it was this, you know, it was within the hospital. Um, so I would go from teaching from two to four and then work from four to 12. And then there was a position became available, I think a year later um, in the x-ray school. And I was invited to apply and, well, I wasn't invited to apply. I was, I was um, invited, but in a sense told Right. <laughs> I should go teach in, in the x-ray school. So the fact is of working solely as an x-ray tech, not, it, I did that for one year. And then I taught. I taught for, I think, two years, two and a half years. Um, kids and family now started coming along and, you know, challenges of financial needs and realizing that a career in teaching, while I love it dearly, um, was not rewarding financially. Um, even back then, because um, I graduated from X-ray school in 93, um, even back then, you know, techs were graduating and making more money than I was at teaching. Yeah. And so I, I went to the chairman and I said, Dr. Bergeron, I, I can't do this. And I told him I'm leaving. He said, fine, we'll find a job for you. So I became the evening um, lead tech at that time. So that was my first supervisory position. And I I took the money, which was significantly more than I was. It was easily 40 plus percent more than I was. Because night differentials and so on. And um, so I did that for a couple of years. But then as the kids were getting older, um, it was necessary for me to be home when they were home. Because I was getting home at you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And um, that wasn't conducive for, you know, my two girls at the time were, were very small. And um, so I took less money and I took a job as a daytime supervisor um, in Manhattan at that time. So I left Brooklyn and I went into Manhattan and I there was less money, but the hours worked. And um, it gradually grew there. Um, there were opportunities that I applied for that folks thought I was not ready for at the time. And um, so I waited my turn and bumps and bruises along the way, learned a lot, um, got connected to a lot of influential people, people who were um, significant in my life. I mean, there is someone who reminds me every time I see him and every time we meet for dinner and you know, that he offered me my very first job, which he did, oh, wow. you know, and we remain friends today. 
Um, he's an administrator as well within the health system in Manhattan. And um, I didn't get here because of, I was so special or I knew something that no one else knew. Um, I think being at the right place at the right time, um, I wouldn't say necessarily being patient because there were times when I was not patient. Right. There were times when I was frustrated and angry. And I, you know, it's the truth. Um, you felt overlooked, you felt, you know, somewhat, you know, the denied opportunities. But I can now say this, everything was for a reason. Yeah. Everything yeah. was for a reason. And um, I couldn't see it then incrementally, but holistically looking back, I'm glad those things were denied me. <laughs> Sounds weird saying that, but no, yeah, um, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it lands here. It lands here. So I'll say to young, young folks, especially young managers and supervisors, and it's even something I, I spoke about on LinkedIn in, and I'll speak to imaging. And most of the things that I learned, uh, I'll tell you, were watching others and learning what I don't want to do and aligning it to my personality and my way of thinking. Um, if any supervisor, any manager is managing to the expectation of their immediate boss, it's going to be a challenge because your immediate boss doesn't necessarily have the tools and the wherewithal to be a good leader, but you aim to please him who did the same when he was in your position. So it's right. like, we learn the bad habits. It's like seeing techs doing bad habits and you learn your bad habits, you know? So I, I am hopeful for the career. I'm hopeful for the industry that as leaders become more enlightened, empowered, I think that's one of the things that I thought I was denied. We were all denied this early in our careers, being empowered. Yeah. To make the decisions and being, you know, you are given the title, but not the response, but not right. the, you know, the, the you don't have the authority. Right. Right. To execute um, the things that you would like. So you end up being guarded and you end up almost managing scared. Yeah. And your staff knows it. Yeah. You know, he can't do that. He can't write you up. You know, he has to make sure that, you know, he can't do these things because his supervisor is a certain person in a certain person. So I'm hopeful that young leaders coming will be more engaged, more insightful, more um, forward thinking. I think that is fantastic advice. And I love that you spoke on that because I've been in a supervisor position. I've been in the education. I've been a technologist. I've been a traveler. And you hit on a lot of spots that maybe we've never vocalized before, you know, mm. And I personally, it all resonated with me. So I know it resonates with a lot of other people as well. And to be able to be at a point now, I think the generation is coming in now. You and I had talked about this before. They're different. They're a different breed. Sure. And uh, you're not just, I believe, as you said, and I love that you said that to the future directors and the future supervisors to not manage in a way, look for the things that you're not going to do. Don't reach <laughs> those same things. Uh, mm. it's the analogy you gave of a technologist, a, a a bad example of a technologist teaching another technologist and they just go on and do the same thing they were taught. It, we all work with techs like that. And it's no fun. Like it's, it's a horrible situation. Yeah. And when that one tech decides, I'm not going to do 
things the way I was taught because that wasn't the right way. I'm going to change it up. It makes a world of difference in a department. So I love as a director that you're saying that because the young ones that are coming up, they need to know that things can change. They don't have to be that way. You can Mm -hmm. make it better for your fellow coworkers, for your employees, and for those that are in positions who may be afraid to make the changes. Uh, You know, there's- I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I speak to students and I say to them, you know, X-ray students, because I, I, every year I try and go to at least two or three X-ray students and speak to the senior students in terms of what we're looking for in employees and good work habits and so on. And as you know, I'll use the same line as saying, you guys do your clinical rotations and you see all these techs in corners discussing their supervisors and gossiping and talking about how they hate the job, but they're the same ones who signed up for every overtime known to man. And they've been there for 50 years, but they hate the job and they think it's the worst place in the world, right? And they are not exactly good with patient care and not very, you know, connecting with their patients and so on, right? And I said, how many of you would like to be that? And they said, none of them. I said, well, do you realize that those same techs were sitting in the class just like you? And if you had asked all of them who would have been that way, they would have said, not me. So I, I, I was honest. I'm honest with them. I said, some of you are going to be exactly that. Yeah. It's just yeah. a matter of which of you. So you have to be, you have to be deliberate and you have to be very, very, very conscious of how do you grow your career? Because easily you could slip into any bad habit without even thinking about it. You have to be very deliberate, very conscious of what you're doing and execute those things. I totally agree. So let me ask you, you do a lot in the schools, you do a lot in the field, you've seen a lot, you're connected well with other directors and other hospitals and you all talk. Where do you see the field advancing if you, you know, if as a director? And I also want to ask another question for the for you to talk to the what you're looking for as a director when these kids when younger ones are coming out of school. But first, where do you see the field advancing? Feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuables secure with convenient zippered pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code, RADTEX, at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of A Couple of Rad Techs Podcast. Now let's get into the episode. Right. Um, I attended this this um, online, I think it was last week, you know, it's talking about AI and artificial intelligence and how we're utilizing that to become more efficient, more precise with our imaging, um, where, you know, incidental findings are becoming more forward thinking in treatments and, and, and early detections and so on. So I think you know, techs might think, I don't have a role here. This is on the radiologist, but absolutely not. You know, the imaging uh, modalities that are being uh, manufactured today have that capability and, and, and relies on the techs being a lot more intuitive, being a lot more engaged with their software, with the applications that we use, your CTs, your MRs, your PET CTs, your ultrasounds and so on has become a lot more instrumental in, in the diagnosis. So I'll implore technologists to be, not just to rely on the basics of the unit or of the modality that they're in, 
I'd also encourage them to try every modality and see where it lands for you. Try as many of them, um, especially when you're in school. Rotate everywhere. Be exposed, be curious, not just, you know, saying, well, I'm here for x-ray. Explore PET-CT, learn somewhat about it. Explore CT, ultrasound, explore all that they have to offer. Gentlemen, explore mammography because it's there, right? Yeah. So, um, so I think that kind of big data, data collection, us being able to affect population health from an imaging perspective, for example, a simple thing as your lung cancer screening program for those um, industries that have it, um, it lends to so many things, so many early detection. And it's not just mammography anymore. It's so many other things affecting population health. So from a population health perspective on the role that imaging plays in that, I think it's significant. I think it's yeah. significant. I love it. Yeah, and it's a reason we're the third largest modality in the nation. So absolutely, a lot of people don't know that. So before we get to Cool Nerd Connect, I do want to sure. ask you. Kind of touched on a little bit about telling the students now to rotate through every modality. I I did that. It paid off, you know. And I look at people who just say, "Oh, I'm just going to stay here." And now, 20 years later, they're like their back is hurting, their shoulders out. They've had four surgeries, shoulders, neck is bad, and now they want to go back to school for X, Y, Z. And it's like. You know, at 50 years old, I don't think I can go back to school. I mean, I could, but I'm just, I'm just not. So, you know, and I know a lot of people just not in that position at 50. So while you're young, while you're still in school, in that your brain is going, I love that you told them to do that. What other advice uh, for young people would you offer that a director would be looking for? Because you're, you're speaking mm -hmm. from a director's point of view, what you need in the hospitals, how people can come out of school and really, really present well and make advancement in their career? Because I get a lot of people say they want leadership help, they want this, but you know, what do they need to do? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're talking about folks who are techs coming out of school and working and starting work. Um, the students, the young techs that I have been exposed to, so I'll just speak to my own lived experience. Um, you know, a lot of them keep emphatically stating that they want to have all these registries, not necessarily do the work is my sense. And I can't really speak to it specifically, but my sense is that I want to have that MR title. I want to have that IR title because I want that IR money. Um, the work that is necessary to accomplish that, I think that's the, that's the gap. That's the divide. And uh, I, I'm encouraged that they want to do all these different modalities and they want to be involved in the breadth of imaging, but I'm encouraging them to respect the modality, respect the profession, respect the journey that it takes to get there. Um, it should not be a fly-by-night. It should not be a Johnny-come-lately. It should not just be a snap of a finger because you want to be able to fully understand what you're immersing yourself into. Being ambitious and goal setting and all those things are great and I think it's necessary. But I think the res respect of the profession and respect of the modality, I think, is, is said in my thinking. It might not be for you, but you know, if you ask me my advice, understanding why you're doing and understanding the impact of what you're doing um, to the patients and the people that you serve and the coworkers that make up your circle. You know, because in IR, you have your nurses, you have the radiologists, you have the person who turns over the room from housekeeping. Right. All those people make up your circle. 
And uh, one of the things that, I mean, and we could be here all day talking about this, is the hierarchy that I challenge my, my staff with within our own industry. You know, I'm an IR tech. I, yeah. You know, that's that's something for another day. But yeah. <laughs> how do you keep away and not become sucked into that because of your thinking that this is all I want and this is what I, you know, this is where I should be. But it's it's everyone who makes up ourselves and we should be conscious of all things, you know. Oh, I love that. That was really good. Yeah, we could that's a whole nother topic. And I <laughs> definitely want to talk about that because that both of those things. So yeah. let's go to Cool Nerd Connect because okay. this is what I feel you're passionate about. You, right. it, it is a huge thing. So just, I'm going to mute and let you just tell us what it is. Oh, no problem, no problem. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for this. So having been doing imaging for the last 30 years, um, it became apparent, as I said before, teaching is something that I enjoy, um, especially young adults. And so one, I would attend all these um, career days in school system in Mount Vernon, where I live in New York. Um, I realized I wasn't really impacting these students. I did it for like six or seven years and there was no continuity. Every year I saw a different bunch of students. It was just as if they were being punished to sit in this class and listen to me talk or listen to the, the firefighter talk or the judge or the this or the that. Fast forward a few years ago, I reached out to a couple of radiology schools that I have a relationship with. And I said, come to Mount Vernon and speak to my community. I want you to come to this space and speak to my community and tell them what it takes to get into school and tell them you know, what you expect of a student and what it takes to graduate so that they can hear it from you. They're not going online, they can ask you questions. They showed up, the schools came, you know, they said to me, we don't normally do this. I said, yeah, I know, but come anyway. And they did. And but what I heard was, folks in the classroom saying, yeah, I've applied to these schools, but I didn't get in. They said I didn't have the grades to get in. So I said, well, telling my community that these things exist as careers is one thing. Now, them being able to get in is the ultimate goal. So born out of this, I met with someone by the name of Green Barrett, who's running this organization called Corner Connect. And we kind of, through the pandemic in 2020, kind of build out what is it that we want? My ask is start telling people the real deal. These are careers. This is the amount of money you make. These are the academic requirements that you need to get in. And here are the schools in your community that you can apply to. And we'll align you with someone who's doing what you raise your hands and say you're interested in. So Cool Nerd Connect, in a nutshell, works with the school system and shares with young students from middle school through high school, the breadth of different careers in, that are in demand. I'll make it as big as that. So then Arane speaks with the students about nursing, respiratory, the whole breadth of say healthcare career. There's also a section, section on business careers as well, but if we're just talking about healthcare careers. So Coolnerd Connect is a for-profit, I don't wanna mislead anyone. It's a for-profit that schools are funding where they present virtually to students the different careers that are in demand, imaging being one of them. And these are usually in underserved communities of color. And, you know, where we have um, professionals who are part of the presentation, who are speak young professionals, young techs, young respiratory, young physical therapists speaking to these young black children that, yeah, I was you 
I was in you know, the 11th grade seven years ago and I went to school and I did this and this and here were some of the challenges that I had. I was a young mother, I was a young fella, whatever it might be. And I overcame and you know, here I am. And I work at a hospital or a healthcare institution within your community. So the hope is to connect with healthcare institutions within the communities that these schools are so that these kids are able to align and see themselves with folks that they would also see in the supermarket. And so the, uh, the piece that I'm more responsible for is Cool Nerd Prep, what, which is a non-for-profit, the non-for-profit arm of this. So once now this 11th grader or someone that I saw in the supermarket and I told about it, they just happened to have gone to college and came back home um, unfulfilled and maybe still didn't finish college or maybe did, just can't get any job better than what they had in high school. And they're saying, I'm interested in that radiology thing you spoke about. So the foundation, the, the prep, school now prep, now works with this person free of cost to help them academically prepare, to help them professionally prepare, connect them with the schools within their geographic space that they are interested in, and get them through that application process and get them into the school. Mentorship and guidance and professional stuff that we are able to provide is part of that journey as well. So that's my, I wouldn't say my retirement package, but that's <laughs> the rest of my life package that I will do in many shapes and forms of encouraging, mentoring, guiding as many young folks um, as I can connect with anywhere in the country. Well, that sounds amazing because it's almost like the beginning of our conversation, how you started out and you had mentorship and you reached back and you're doing it on a grander scale. I mean, things, technology has allowed us to do things grander, but just for the fact that you are reaching back. And I, I just love the website. So I'm going to put this in the description, you guys. How can others support Cool Nerd Connect? And what can they do to support it? I mean, what can they okay. do? How so, can they support uh, it? Right. In terms of folks in the imaging industry where you know, we're all screaming for more staff. We're all screaming for more tax. And we're wondering why we don't have more. One, people are leaving for different reasons, going off into other careers, retirements, and so on. But at the core of this is we don't have enough folks graduating. Um, forget kids of color. That's even worse. But just in general, there are not enough folks graduating. And even more so folks, young kids of, of color. And so our hope, is that if we can be introduced into different school systems across the country to share with these superintendents and these um, guidance counselors and these decision makers, um, yeah, you do have your career day, but that's a one undone. That's a one day you pick up a couple of um, brochures and bottle of water and so on and so forth, and you're on your way. We're trying to connect purposely and deliberately with students. That's the whole goal. And I think doing it in the format of being part of your school day is the more effective way. Um, in terms of Cool Nerd Prep, which is the non-for-profit, um, I'd be happy to meet with any community groups or so on. It's easier, obviously, for me to do it in New York in terms of showing up. But virtually, if there are groups anywhere within your network that you thought I could speak with or we could speak with, um, we'd be more than happy to. But the more deliberate one is being connected to school systems within your own neighborhood 
you know, we all grew up somewhere and we went to school somewhere and we're thinking, all right, how do we expose more of these young folks to, you know, to, to different careers? I'm sure you and others have gone back into your own schools and said, hey, I was just like you. I sat in the 12th grade and maybe Miss Jones, who's teaching you now, was my teacher and so on and so forth. You know, so we try in our different ways to do this and we do. Um, cool Nerd um, Connect is just a more organized way of systematic way of doing it. And it covers a whole breadth of careers. Well, I love it because I love it because it allows people to not only, like you said, career day just gives you ideas of what you can do one day, that, but you guys actually help them to create a path, a pathway mm -hmm. and map out a plan to actually do the work to get there, to actually do those and to be educated. I think most people, I never knew what a radiologic technologist was. I mean, I knew about x-rays, but I didn't know, you know, you just automatically think it's a nurse. You know, I knew people that were respiratory therapists, but I really didn't know what a respiratory therapist did. Right. And when I found out and then found out what their schedule was and mm -hmm. how much money they made and how they went to school for two years, I was like, I know a lot of people. And I look back and I think of how I was helped to get into radiology, but I've helped so many of my friends whose kids just did not want to go to a four-year university. And the parents are like, you're going somewhere. You are going somewhere. You are not going to stay at my house and not go somewhere. Right. And it becomes this tug of war sometimes in a family. Sure. And it's very stressing because you may have this one child. I, I think of families where you've got all of these kids, they go off and get these great degrees. And then you got that one child that's like, you know, hey, I don't want to do that. And people begin to feel like they're lost. They're not worth anything. They don't know that there are careers out there. Like you said, that can make more money in two years, graduate high school in two years than a civil engineer without, you know, it, most people common sense would say, wait a second. Yeah, I would take that if I only knew. And that's what I try to help my friends to see is that, you know, you have options and give this child some options. And there are certain school systems where kids can go to college courses while they're in high school and it's paid for. I know in Georgia, we have that. I don't know about New York, mm -hmm. but a lot of states have it. Mm -hmm. And they need to know how to do that while they're in school. So, you know, these are like cool kid, uh, excuse me, cool nerd, nerd connect will actually help you navigate because you just don't know what you don't know. So I, I right. applaud you guys. I tell anybody, please connect with them. Even if you don't right now have an idea of how you all could work together, we all right. know someone that is thinking, what should I do? Or we're sitting around with our friends right. and they're saying, I got that one child, he just won't get out the house, but I need to go to school. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. parents are talking all the time or yeah. you have friends that are in a PTA. It doesn't hurt to just expose children to something else. And then it's having right. it in the back of their head. So you're I, absolutely right. Thank I you. applaud everything you are doing and any way I can support and I cannot wait for the audience to hear and see this podcast and I want to thank you so much for your time today. You. you are a busy, busy man and uh, right. thank you for your contribution to uh, my podcast and being a guest and also to the radiology field and I hope you'll come back when I do a panel on LinkedIn with directors. So I would love to. Hear oh, that would be great. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for doing this. Um, I'm really proud that folks in our industry has taken this format of exposing the world to what we do and using this platform um, to educate and not just have people thinking narrow thinking of who we are and what we do but expanding um, their knowledge of what we do so thank you so much and i look forward to attending um, whatever you might 
um, invite me to. I, I enjoyed that. So thank you so much. More things to come. All right. Well, thank you guys for being a guest to Let's Chit Chat Wellness and Travel. Please be sure to subscribe and grab all of the links and connect with Cool Nerd Connect, please. All the information. It's a K with a cool, cool with a K. With a K. And you'll have it in the description as well. So you could just click on it and go right to it, you guys. So thank you. And be sure to subscribe, leave a review of this podcast. And thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.